welcome, my good people. My good people. Hello, and welcome to the video game meltdown. <laughs> that is, well, we're not melting down. We are, as always, providing excellent video game coverage. Welcome to Game Over, the premiere video game show hosted by True Brothers and a Third Guy, only live on 101.5 UMFM and UMFM.com. Available in podcast form on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcast. Not called Spotify. Maybe one day we'll see. I am your host, Simon Pazdor, the father, son, and the goalie host, Simon Pazdor, joined by my faithful, got it, squad mates, <laughs> Adam Pazdor and Matthew Menu. How we doing, lads? We're doing good. There we go. We got the buzzers. <laughs> That's how we're doing. Perfect. So, we uh, we do not have a little bit of housekeeping. First of all, thank you to everyone who voted into our poll on Facebook. It'll still be open for a few days. I will reveal the poll results in a little bit, but uh, so you still have time to go onto our Facebook page, facebook.com slash GameOverUMFM. And vote on the poll if you wish. And if you need a refresher, the poll was on whether or not Nintendo should take Pokemon away from Game Freak. I think they'd both be happy about it. And give it to an in-house studio like they've done with Zelda and uh, Mario and stuff like that. Okay, so the first bit of news is that we actually only have a half-hour show this week. What a wild change of pace. (laughs) So TV Talkers will be on this week. They'll be talking about TV shows and it'll be great. But we only have half an hour to get through. It feels like about three hours of news this week. Yeah. We've been doing it for years, and now suddenly it seems so short. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So, it's brutal. So we might have to push some of it back uh, to next week. I think some of the leak news might have to be put back to next week. We'll see, because I know we have to talk about... I don't know if you guys have been like on Twitter or Reddit lately, but the Pokemon fandom is collapsing in on itself right now. It is ugly out there, and course blizzard had their convention they announced some stuff including overwatch 2 and matt you said there were some leaks regarding overwatch 2 that i haven't even seen but well i mean it's it's sort of all public knowledge now because the announce the actual proper announcement has happened but yeah yeah, they did leak diablo 4 was also announced diablo 4 see i think Mm -hmm. the more interesting conversation that will i mean we might have to push blizzard to next week we'll see if we have enough time because i know adam is burning to talk about outer worlds yes and so i want to give you a good chunk of time (laughs) to talk about outer worlds but I think the the just as important conversation is, have we already forgiven Blizzard? Were we mad at them like two weeks ago? I'm still mad at them. And now the internet is like, ah, it's forgiven. You gave us Diablo on a console. It's all good. <laughs> it's not all good. They still banned the Shoutcasters, man. Yeah. Don't forgive and forget so quickly. Come on. Got to at least, I'm not going to buy anything at least until the people's suspension is over. I can guarantee that. Anyway, I do want to start with some tiny news. Death Stranding came out. Now, I don't know if you guys are following, or maybe it's coming out this Friday. I think that's it. But their Death Stranding reviews are out. I don't know if you guys are following it at all. I was not. It probably had the most enigmatic marketing campaign of any game I've ever seen, in that we just had that the trailer two years ago, I think, at E3, with Norman Reedus and a fetus, the sweet rhyme. <laughs> um, and then no one knew what the game was. Yeah. And now we know what the game is, and it's interesting, I think... Either Hideo Kojima or like the Death Stranding Twitter tweeted out, uh, you know, one of those things that they always do with like all the five star reviews, and none of them were from websites I had heard of. <laughs> <laughs> now, people like the top comment on that was like IGN giving it a six point eight, hmm. but like I, I don't always necessarily agree with IGN. It depends on the reviewer. I think it goes with everything, but like other ones like Game Informer, GameSpot. Kotaku, like a bunch of the main video game people were not giving it like glowing reviews. What's your experience, both of you, 
with Hideo Kojima Games? Uh, he's the Metal Gear Metal- Solid guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so I've played a bit of MGS Five. Yeah. Yes. And the the yeah that one. And that's pretty much it. And Matt. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Matt, what about you? I have never played one of his games. There you go. See, I think I jumped in at I played three, four, five. I started with four because I heard it was a masterpiece. Got it on sale for four dollars. It was. It was great. It was worth every dollar of those four dollars. But it literally was like playing a movie. But he's one of those guys where I think if you dropped me down, like if you put me into cryo sleep for five years, and then you sat me in front of a TV and you said, "Here's a game. Come up with the director of the game." I think he's one of the ones that I could pick out pretty quickly. Like, Tim Schafer might be another one, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't actually finish Metal Gear Solid Five, so I'm sure there are diehard Hideo Kojima fans out there. Jeff Keighley is one of them, who are probably, you know, losing their minds right now. But none of us are one of them, so we'll see if we get to it. But it hasn't gotten super high reviews. And the, the stuff that I watched, I watched a couple of video reviews, looks really tedious. Like, your inventory is literally an inventory that you carry on your back. And, like, the higher it gets, the harder it is to walk. And if you're running downhill, you have to be aware that you're going to, like, fall forward. It just didn't look... I mean, that's... didn't look pleasurable. <laughs> that's such a weird thing to say yeah. about games, but yeah, it's Like, true. watching the, the trailers that came out, seems like forever ago. Yeah. Um, nothing about it hooked me in a way that actually made me want to play it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of mysterious, and I just I wanted to know what it was about, but it didn't do anything to make me actually want to play it. Agreed. Yeah. Again, it's the famous thing, like, there's no gameplay, so I still, like, a lot of the gameplay from the reviews, it sounds like it was just a bunch of fast quests. Anyway, so we're going to move on from that, because I don't think it's super high on any of our lists. It's probably on somebody's list. If you are here on Facebook, let us know. But I did get a little list here of all the major releases coming out in the next six months. I'm kind of curious what has you guys the most excited, though I feel like I know. So, uh, obviously, November 8th, coming up this later this week, like I said, Death Stranding. Next week, November 15th, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Also November 15th, Jedi Fallen Order. November 19th, Shenmue 3. January 16th, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I can't even read that. Kakapot? That's probably Absolutely a thing. Kakarot. Kakarot, that's it. That's Sorry. That's what Goku's they name have, is. Uh, that's definitely the one. But they have <laughs> red writing on a white background, which is the famous thing. Never do that. Dragon Ball Crackpot. Crackpot. Yes. Dragon Ball Crackpot's coming out. They're going to hate us for saying that. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is March 3rd. Cyberpunk 2077 is April 16th, and uh, the last one I'll list here, uh, Marvel's Avengers, May 15th. Now, <laughs> there's one coming out in two weeks that we're going to be talking about in a second here, but which of that group of games is jumping out biggest to you guys? Because I think there's a lot of fandoms that are going to get a major release within the next six months, which yeah. is very interesting. I mean, the only one I really cared about was the Marvel one from that trailer that looked... They better do some work on it before it gets released. not good. Yeah. Matt, what about you? Probably Final Fantasy VII, which I haven't played, but um, one of my best friends, it's his, like, absolute favorite game of all time. Wow. So I've seen him play it many times when I went over to his place and he was playing on his PS1. Um, So I feel like now this is the actual chance to maybe give it a try, even though it seems like it'll be fairly different. Yeah. Um, But... I'm still interested in it. I think they went for more of like a reimagining what the feeling of playing it was like yeah. with updated mechanics. But honestly, like I can't think of too many remakes that have done that. And we've said that about a lot of remakes. You know, they yeah. shouldn't have stuck exactly to what it was. They mm-hmm. should have added in some modern stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how it's received 
from the people who loved the original. Yeah. Like, if we all like it, that's something, because we like this new thing, but... Yeah, and I, I did like curious. some of the new yeah. mechanical stuff that they brought into Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. So it seems, you know, like the new combat system and stuff, it seems like they're going to be continuing forward with that in the Seven remake, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for it. Any cautious optimism for Jedi Fallen Order in two weeks? Like no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, a Star Wars game hasn't been made that I actually really enjoyed in quite a long time. So yeah, we'll see. Exactly, we'll see. And it's tough because the, the Star Wars lore is so airtight with what people know from like the movies. And I know there were some books that weren't lore, and now there are books that are lore. But it's like, how are you gonna? Like, the Jedis were were totally gone. So, like, this... It's sort of like with... Uh, I'm going to keep bringing up the Dark Crystal that we talked about on TV Talkers mm-hmm. like a month and a half ago. Where it was like, how significant could this Jedi's actions be that he's never brought up anywhere else? You yeah. Know what I mean? Interesting. So, we'll see. I am curious, though. That's the one I'm most curious to see the reviews about. Okay, so I want to give Adam probably most of the show to be able to talk about the Outer Worlds, which means we're going to sneak in some Pokemon news here. Yeah. Um... So if you've been online lately, you'll probably know that all of Pokemon Sword and Shield essentially has leaked. It hasn't been data mined yet, but there are people out there who are leaking stuff who have the game. So it's no longer a matter of, is this leak real? Is this leak real? Now, I don't want to spoil specific things for you guys, and I don't want to spoil specific things for people out there. But I do have some news. Particularly, I want to give you the news that has caused the internet to go into a state of disarray. I don't know if Matt's heard it yet. I have seen exactly one leak. Okay, so... Um, it's the amount of Pokemon in the game. Everybody didn't know oh, this? I'd, oh, I'm worried now. <laughs> Are you ready? I, have, I haven't seen this is one. It, is it two digits? Uh, it's not two. No, no, no. The amount of new Pokemon in the game is two digits. That's all right. I accept that. Um, but the amount of Pokemon, apparently there's no national decks. We, mm-hmm. Okay, we Or at least the leaker hasn't found it yet. Yeah. Well, the original, there was a leak that came out last week, or I guess a rumor we could say at this point, that was the national decks would like expand up an extra 250. Okay. But the Galar Pokemon Pokedex is 400 Pokemon. Oh! They Thanos snapped the Pokemon in half. In half, in half. Less than half. So I actually, I have, uh, this again, this might be ever so slightly more spoilery, but I do have actually the percentages from each generation. Okay. Oh, boy. And okay. It's, it I'll might surprise you. So uh, Gen 1 is 30 Five point seven percent. That's actually much lower than I would. Yes, expected. I was. I was expecting. I was too. expecting like three quarters. I yep, am going to spoil. Too. I'm going to tastefully spoil one more thing for you. Charizard is the only non-Galar starter apparently oh, in the game. Yeah, that was the one leak that I saw. Which is was a make, picture that, of the Pokedex that, that did not have sad. Bulbasaur or Squirtle. In. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. I love Char. He's my favorite. How dare you? That's wrong. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta have all three. You can't just pick one favorite star. That's the whole point, is that it's a yeah. hidden choice. Yeah, you're not no. supposed to pick one. You blew it. Uh, Gen 2, 33 out of 100 for a 33%. That's okay. nice and easy. Okay. Gen 3, 31.1%. Okay. Gen 4, 34.5%. Gen 5, which uh, the art designer James Turner actually worked on Pokemon in Gen 5, mm-hmm. and he designed seven Pokemon, all of which are in the game. Make of that what you will. Has uh, 53.2%. Wow. That's, that's the a, highest so, percentage. So it's a Gen 5 heavy game. Including five Galar forms. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gen 6 has 45.8%, and Gen 7 has 409 So much heavier hmm. from the later generations. Which is yeah. astonishing. It yeah. doesn't seem like, like if they front-loaded it with a bunch of Kanto Pokemon, which it sounded like they were going to do, I could understand it because you think that's your bread and butter, that's your Pokemon Go. I would disagree with it, but I would understand it. 
I have no idea what they're doing. And there are some Pokemon that I will not spoil for you, which sound like they should belong in an English game. But they're not, in the same way that Blossom, the hula dancer, was not in Sun and Moon. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But it seems to be continuing to not make any sense. So, the fact that the apparently no national decks, you have less than half of the Pokemon in this game. Now, let's go with Matt first for maybe a hopefully more optimistic opinion. I mean, okay, for some optimism, I am... Okay, I won't say I love the percentages. 50%, more than, was it, more than 50% of uh, Gen 5? Gen, Gen 5. 5 seems strange to me. Um, but I'm glad that they didn't put in, like, you know, what I was expecting, like 75, 80% of Gen 1. And then, you know, a handful from, like, something like Gen 6 and 7. Um, so I'm, I'd, I think I'd rather have it backloaded than frontloaded um, like that. However, I don't love the number 400. No. Uh, what I was in my head, my cautious, like, like, oh, don't worry, or like, you know, don't get too yeah. disappointed because it, it might be this low was like five hundred. Yeah, um, I was sort of hoping for like six, six fifty. Yeah, the the rumor last year or last year, last week was that it was going to be at four hundred, and then the national decks would expand it to six thirty, yeah. which I was thinking. You know, that's still kind of low, but I could live with it. You know, you're losing about three hundred. Yeah, Pokemon. you know, I could cut two hundred. 50 Pokemon that I could, you know, give or take, don't really care that much about, mm-hmm. you know. For me, like, basically just ditching Legendaries and Mythics from previous generations, I would be fine with, and that's a good way to cut out a pretty large swath right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, 400 is disappointingly low. I don't like that at all. Adam, what do you think? Well, this is a case for pessimism because Matt was like, it can't possibly be lower than 500, and I was sitting here going... I'll be happy if it's 300. <laughs> so I'm here at 400. I'm like, oh, that's more than I expected. Yeah. And, then, and then you said it's like only 30% from Gen 1. And I went, hey. So I consider this an absolute win because wow. I was expecting it to be so much worse. Yeah, the Gen number one number makes me weirdly happy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's lo- I'm sure there's going to be Pokemon that are not in there that I want there to be in there. Yeah. But I was ex- I was really expecting like somewhere between 75 and 100%. Yeah. I was I was with you. Yeah. So, yeah. F- I I agree. 400 is is a low number, but when they said there was no national decks, a very big part of me was like, "Oh, oh god, is it like Galar and a handful more. Yeah. Like, I was really worried it was going to be, like, 200 Pokemon. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure we'll tear into this in, like, the future weeks when we have less news, because I do want to get to the Outer Worlds before we play uh, an updated version of Name That Sound. I'm only going to have five sounds this week, because it's going to be tougher, I think, for the sounds. Um, yeah, we do, we do have the buzzers, <laughs> which is good. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's so hard. Like, especially with our poll, which I said I would reveal yeah. the results, it is 100% in favor of take it away from Game Freak. And that seems to be the answer. Like, a bunch of the Pokemon that are in, no offense to James Turner, I'm sure he's a lovely guy and, uh, like, uh, a nice son, husband, whatever he is. I'm sure he's a lovely person who probably donates to charity when he can. But Vanellix is in this game, and he designed it. And that Pokemon is terrible. No one <laughs> likes it. Yeah. That would be in my top ten Pokemon to leave out of the game. Exactly. Yeah. And they did a poll. So here's the interesting thing. The National Dex leak was revealed. This is worth the conspiracy theory starts come down this train with me the national decks thing was revealed at e3 which is american not japanese Mm -hmm. so they did not reveal that at a major japanese event there's a poll i believe it's 23 out of the top 100 most popular japanese pokemon are in the game 
So you can do the math. 77% of the top 100 most popular Pokemon in Japan are not in this upcoming game. So we're worried about what Americans and Canadians and, like, North American people are going to think. I think Japan is going to lose their minds. Yeah, I know. Good Lord. It's going to be ugly. Speaking of things that aren't ugly, though, Adam, give us a little bit of uplifting news with The Outer Worlds. Okay, so, yes. The Outer Worlds is Obsidian and what's the other? Is it? I can't remember the name of the company now. It's mostly Obsidian, it's so mostly you, we'll, Obsidian. we'll be okay with that. Yeah, but it's their new space RPG that's kind of a hybrid of, of Fallout New Vegas and Mass Effect. And it's good. Mostly. Mostly. When when people say that, it sounds like like when we were talking about it last week when we hadn't actually played it, it sounded to me like it was going to be a 50-50 blend. It's like the cake is Fallout New Vegas and the secret ingredient was a touch (laughs) of Mass Effect. That's true. There's there's a lot of New Vegas in here. Um, But I think the... Yeah, it's it's good. Like, it's... I don't know. I, I I was when I started playing it, I was kind of all hyped up, and I was really having a good time. And then as I got more and more into it, I found it didn't have me in the way that New Vegas did, or even in the way that Mass Effect did, where it's like, oh man, it's five in the morning, and I have to stop playing because I really need to go to bed. I like I'd sit down and I played for a couple hours, and I finished the story mission, and be like, yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm good for the night. I'm going to mm-hmm. stop here, mm-hmm. and. As someone who tends to obsess over games, that's kind of a bad sign. And I think, like, not, there's not a part of it that I really dislike. The mechanics are great. I like the leveling system. The perks are kind of boring. Um, but apart from that, they're fine. I really like how they've cut out a lot of fluff in other games. Like, especially in... Now, this wasn't an issue in Mass Effect, obviously. But in Fallout, you have an inventory, and then your companion has an inventory. And you can trade with them. And in this one, they're just like, if you have a companion, your inventory space is expanded. I'm like, yeah. okay, cut out the middleman. Well done. And you can, like, designate stuff as junk and then push one button at a vendor and sell all of your junk. And it's just, there's, there's a lot of little subtle quality of life improvements that I really, really like. But I think the thing that bugs me is that the, the story is kind of crap. Interesting. How um, far are you in, by the way? I I have permission to land on the fancy planet or the fancy settlement because it's on Terra Two. Okay, I don't even know what the fancy settlement <laughs> is. Byzantium. Oh yeah, I've gotten to the point where this is talk because I think I'm like ten hours in. Yeah. So you're probably so like I fifteen have, to twenty. Yeah. Like I, one thing I really like is that you get like all of your companions almost right away. So within I think probably within five seven hours i maybe a little more than that i had everybody which is also kind of mass effect i think in at least the first mass effect you got them all pretty quickly did yeah. you not yeah and the, like yeah, in two so. and three they would separate a little bit because you had to do those dossiers yeah although in three you got them all pretty quickly too but in mass effect one it's like you go to the citadel and hey they're all there <laughs> yeah so I, I really liked that because it gives you a chance to get to know them and i think that's kind of my other major criticism is most of them suck <laughs> like, I like that they have... Personality-wise or combat-wise? Oh, oh combat-wise, as far as I can tell, they're all freaking the same. Um, I, I barely notice a difference. They're just other people for someone to shoot at who isn't me. Yeah. Um, which is the case in Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Their character is, I'm a distraction. Yeah, exactly. That, that's all it is. But it's more just, like, their their arc is not, generally not interesting. Like, Parvati, the, or Parvati, the girl you get first. I really like her. She's really entertaining. She's clearly a riff on Keely from Firefly. 
Like, that's very obvious. And her voice actress did a couple of significant things that I just did, including Aloy. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah, she's, uh, yeah. she's a big deal. But she, she is great. I really like her. Uh, the vicar you get is interesting just because he's sort of contentious with everybody. And his loyalty mission is kind of fun because he's just completely unhinged. Um, but everybody else, like Felix is, you know, just a, a sort of work hand guy. And I've started doing his loyalty mission, but I'm only doing it for completion's sake because I don't care. Yeah. And then there's Nyoka, who's a drunk. And that seems to be like her entire character. And then there's, um, what's the doctor's I, name? Oh, Ellie, I think. Ellie, mm-hmm. yeah. Who She has started to become interesting now that I found out where she's from. So perhaps she will get interesting. And then you get a robot. Yeah. Sam. And I'm just going like, this was, uh, this was a thing you should have hit out of the park. Because in... Having played Fallout New Vegas, I could probably write you a couple of paragraphs on every companion in that game. I didn't love them all, and because of my playstyle, I didn't travel with most of them, but I knew them all, and they were all interesting. And this one, like, you've only got six, and you nailed one, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's really not a great success for Yeah, I can kind of understand what they were going for, but I think the key to a good companion is how much depth they have, and for the most part, Felix, like, he, I got him most recently, and he's just like, hey, I want to get off planet, and then Ellie is just like, hey, I'm a sawbones, which means doctor slash surgeon in this world, and they all talk slightly strange. I will say, uh, but she doesn't, as far as I've seen, have much more depth than that. Parvati is very good, so she's yeah. clearly the, the standout, which is why they give her to you first. Yeah. I will say, this is my favorite Fallout game. Um, <laughs> In that I couldn't particularly get into the other Fallout games, and I, I'm getting into it more than I thought I would, considering it's first person. I really usually have trouble with that yeah. for whatever reason, but I am actually quite enjoying it. The only part that I don't like, and the thing that I maybe distinguishes the type of RPGs that I like, is I do not like this level of inventory management. I don't like going into a house and being like, if I don't pick up this shaving cream... I'm going to be missing out because this shaving cream actually has an effect that I have to worry about, you know? Like, I, it's too much for me. I would prefer if it was more streamlined, like a Mass Effect, where the only things you can pick up are, like, actually super relevant stuff. And also, I've never been a fan of the games where it's like, these are exactly the same weapon, but this one is slightly better because it's a higher level. Wink. No, it's a gun. It's a gun is the way it should be. <laughs> You know, if you like, if you put in upgrades to it, like with uh, Dark Souls, for example, mm-hmm. I can understand. Like, if I'm going and I'm taking this light assault rifle and I'm upgrading, well, it. I mean, you can do that. I know you can do that, but the point is, you pick them up off the ground. Like, if you pick up, if you're in dark, playing Dark Souls and you pick up two like knight swords, their stats will be identical. Because now I don't want to upgrade anything. I'm like, oh, I'm around the corner. I'm gonna. Yeah. You might get a, a long sword. Is a long sword. Is a long sword. Unless yeah. you specifically upgrade it. Now I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I've been playing a little bit of The Witcher Three this week, and it does exactly the same thing. But <laughs> it's so really good, and it's in third person. Okay, so we're gonna move on. Um, we'll keep talking about this all next week when we do have a full hour. We'll be back to a full hour next week, and we are gonna potentially, I think, if we both finish the other worlds, because apparently it's not that long. Maybe we'll do a podcast. Maybe we'll load to map. We'll see what happens. But uh, we have five sounds ready for you. They are all from the... I listen to the Pokemon and Chill. I also listen to Zelda and Chill, both by the Zoom guys. Uh, Mikel and Game Chops is the name. You can find them on, I, I know, at least Apple Music, presumably also Spotify. Um, but I listened to the Pokemon ones. They were a little less distinct than the Zelda ones, okay? So I have five Zelda songs that have been remixed lo-fi style, okay? So you know what that means? It means like you can kind of chill to it you know it's electronic but it's like real chill man so uh matt's buzzer sounds like 
And Adam's brother sounds like, and Jared is not here to get mad at them, so we're good to go. Here we go. If I get one of these, I'm going to be happy. That would be good. Here we go. The first song right now. I have an idea already before the music's even started. Well, that makes one of us. I've got no clue. I'll give you a hint. Oh. The sort of like forks and knives in a drawer sound. It's yeah. throwing you off? No, it's, I'm, it's making me think of something in particular, but I can't think of the name. I think I know what game it is, but I don't. There's your melody. Yeah. That song is in many a game. Oh. Many, many, okay. many, many a game. Yeah, you got you got the you got the beat. Alright, so I'm gonna oh, pressure wow. you guys for an answer. Here. I don't know. I've got nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a random stab in the dark. Hit it. Uh, is it tingle? No. Okay. Where Matt, do you have a guess? I'll say Castle Town, but that's definitely not it. Nope. Song of Storms. Oh! That's why I was doing this, the music box guy, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to help you out. All right, here we go. Number two. What? Oh. Where is this? Is it uh, Lost Woods? It is Lost ah, Woods. Yeah, yes, it. very good. Uh. Matt one, Adam zero. Not a surprising result, but, you know. There it is. Back to the word puzzles. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a word one next week. I'll figure something out. Okay, here we go. Number three. Uh, great Fairy Fountain. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Right out the gate. It's pretty. That was my problem. Because I got in before the lo-fi started. That's probably <laughs> I was like, the genuine noise. I was like, yes, yeah. I know this That's one. probably my favorite one, too, so I'm sad That's we don't cool. get lots of more of it. Okay, here we go. Number uh, four. Tied with one. That part there is probably the most helpful. I don't know what it is, but I like it. <laughs> uh, Gerudo Valley? It is Gerudo oh, Valley. Well Very, okay, yeah. Very different from the original. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. Well, you might in a second here. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, the famous part's coming up, oh. I think, in a sec. I don't know if they're going to tease it and not do it. They might do that. There it is. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I recognize that. I don't think I'm going to to name it, though. By the way, the, the whole album is... Fantastic. And by the way, I also, after we were talking about it last week, I listened to the entire album um, for Crypt of the Necrodancer at my desk pretty much every day this week since. And uh, as the kids would say, it slaps. The album slaps. <laughs> it does. It does slap. Okay, so here we go. Number five, Adam could tie it, Matt could seal his victory. Here we go. Oh, I thought I knew what that was right away. Oh. Yeah, you both know it. Yeah. To my knowledge, this one was only in one game. Is it Dragon Roost Island? It is Dragon wow, Roost Island. Well done. Very good. Well done. Okay, so there, like I said earlier, we did not even at all have enough time this week to talk about everything we want to talk about. BlizzCon happened. Pokemon leaks are happening. It's literally like, I can't hold it. It's leaking so much. It's a sinking ship right now, the Pokemon Reddit. So please go there and just like add to the wildfire. It's hilarious. Uh, the Outer Worlds, we're going to be talking more in depth about it. But... That will all have to wait until next week because we got a very special triumphant return themed episode of TV Talkers coming your way right now.